0: Hello, you are listening to the KGFC Festival Talks podcast. I am your host, Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, running from August 3rd to August 12th at both the UA Midway in Forest Hills, that's on Continental Avenue and Queens Boulevard, and also the Queens Museum, which is located in Flushing Meadows, Corona Park. That's the location of the 1965 World's Fair and also the uh, iconic Unisphere that still stands today. So right now, I am talking to Bi- Bijan Tang, and he is the writer, the director, the producer of a film called The Escort, which is being shown on August 9th at 3.45. Welcome, Bijan.
1: Pleasure to be here. Yes.
0: Um, so now I don't like to uh, describe the film because I don't want to give anything that the, that the writer uh, doesn't want the audience to know. So I'm going to allow you to, to tell us about the film.
1: Sure. So the escort's about a young man who tries to convince an escort to leave her line of work. But he finds that she's no damsel in distress and we find that he's no saint. And the idea is that over the course of a journey, over the course of that one hour, and um, we start to peel away the layers to find out who they really are. And the movie is really treating the escort industry as a microscopic prism of society in general. It's trying to examine why women fall into that line of work, how society treats, uh, pushes women in, there, uh, in that approach, but also how it converts men into behaving the way they do. And the idea is, especially in this climate as it is, trying to examine um, the gender perception within society and the skewed power dynamics between men and women.
0: It's interesting that uh, one person can look at somebody else's career or, or occupation and somewhat look down on them, even though that, that person has a, a very good self-image of themselves.
1: Yes, it's, uh, it's always to do with perception. And um, it's quite fascinating uh, that people judge a person by their profession, yet there's so much about an individual, and that's what I'm always keen to do. And this was an opportunity to do so, to peel away those legs, to show that she's not just an escort, she's something that's far more than that
0: it's it's uh very strong in in dialogue and um for anybody who's hoping to get some tinsulation it's it's very it's a, v- a more cerebral and yeah. uh emotional film than that Yep. <laughs> um and uh so you wrote the p- the, uh, the the movie what was your inspiration for this
1: funnily enough it was uh, a chance encounter with an escort So I had gotten up the station, I was on my way to meet someone for work uh, when an escort was trying to sell her services Um, and I was half an hour early for that. Now I declined um, her advances um, but then she changed sacks, she didn't try to sell anything, she just had a conversation and it was a very innocent conversation but it was quite engaging and I found that she was a very interesting person Um, and so by the time that I left uh, to to go to my meeting, I, that just played in my mind and I kept thinking, why would someone like her um, fall into that line of work when she's so fascinating, she's so intelligent, she's so much more? And I realized that's my own assumptions. Uh, so it, it plagued my mind, it stayed in there, like, like a seed in the brain that kept growing. And then I found myself wanting to, to explore it further, doing research, and I started to reach out to escorts. I found it so easy to do, so online. Um, and we arranged probably the most bizarre uh, coffee table conversation Yes. I'm sure it was strange with a staff at the coffee shop, but it was me in a roundtable discussion with escorts who were willing to have a conversation. Um, and I learned a lot about, about um, their history, why they fell into that line of work, um, their own opinion of their clients, um, their opi- opinion of so much. And that uh, falls into the script. Some of the conversations that we see in the movie are actual conversations I had with them. Um, and so, yeah, it inspired me to, to make that movie, um, to write, direct, produce, fund it.
0: So wait a minute. So you actually had like a roundtable conversation yeah. with a number of escorts at the same time.
1: That's correct. So I had separate conversations uh, before, and then uh, fortunately, some of them agreed to have a to meet in person with me and, and just to have a, have that chat.
0: So um, not only were they talking to you, but were they talking among themselves about their own experiences? <laughs>
1: I'd like to think so. It was actually um, at the beginning of the conversation, there was that that awkwardness. They still weren't sure um, if I was as uh, if I genuinely meant what I what my purpose was so at the start of the conversation it was clear that their answers were, were quite basic they were just focused on me rather than each other but over time as the conversation grew and they realized no he, he generally is here to write just to hear to listen and um, they became more open and then I started hearing some some fascinating stories um, and yeah I surprisingly they didn't really engage with each other it was really just uh, focusing on me and, and having that conversation.
0: It's almost like a documentary after a <laughs> while.
1: It is. It was absolutely fascinating.
0: That, I- that is amazing. Yeah. That's great. So um, so you basically took notes or whatever you had yeah. to do, and then you wrote the script. Yes. How long did it take you to write the script? At
1: six weeks. So I different I never aim for six weeks, but it's always the case that every screenplay I write tends to be finished within six weeks. Yeah.
0: And then you uh, found the
1: location, and, and and how were you able to find the actors? Uh, the actors um, was actually the challenge because it's, uh, it's a two-person movie. Right. Um, so much falls on them, on the credibility of the characters, on the story, the emotions. So in the case of the client, Eric, uh, Kevin Leslie and I had discussed working together in the past. He stars in a British gangster film and, uh, and some various other projects. And I always thought there was something uh, to him as an actor which I wanted to explore. Uh, and he was keen to do so. Um, And originally he couldn't do it because he had scheduling conflicts, but then my film got pushed back, his schedule became free, and we said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Um, And then it became a case of finding the escort. And I had uh, various conversations, lots of self-tapes, but ultimately we had, uh, in the end, from our shortlist, we had one day of auditions. And it was... Excellent, most uh, absolutely brilliant their their performances. But um, by the end of it, it was quite clear that Olivia Morales would be perfect as the escort. She she delivered what I was looking for: the emotions, her chemistry with Kevin Leslie was palpable. And by the end of it, I thought we've got our escort.
0: Yeah, I mean she she was talented and she was beautiful and she could be an escort
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but it's also exploring um, both other dimensions and that's what I that's what I thought was riveting about her it made me by the end of the audition make me think wow there's so much more to the character and I wrote it (laughs) how how long did it take for the filming to do filming was intense uh, nine days nine days yeah because uh, he had the 10th day he had to do a different project and he had to shave his head and uh, that made it impossible to, to shoot at the time
0: and so you've, you've written a script, then you are directing it also. Yes. How many changes in the script occurred while you were, while you were filming?
1: Um, it was actually quite minor. Um, we spent a month before that rehearsing, and um, the film is quite fast-paced. Yes. Like I thought, so when it came to improvisation, for instance, there was some, but it was quite minor. So I think the biggest change we did was change the character's name. Originally, it was actually Kevin, but then Kevin Leslie came on board and he said, I don't want to be really playing a guy with my name. Right. So, he said, okay, we'll change it. Let's go for Eric.
0: <laughs> so, now, uh, what what I found really interesting and, and very clever is that basically the escort gives the client one hour, yeah. and it seems like the film is almost just exactly one hour for the period of time that the two, from the clock to the end of the escort. So y- yeah. Did you plan that?
1: Yeah, but I did. It's, um, I mean, it's that whole one-page-one rule, but I, I wanted to make it in real time. I thought the biggest concern for me was I didn't... It's a drama, but I didn't want it to feel slow and languishing. And I thought, let's put a race against the clock element. Let's make it a bit of a thriller. Um, and so I thought, okay, she, she's charging a client by the hour. Let's put that in there. Let's make that important. He has 60 minutes to convince her. Can you do it in time? Because I watched
0: this on... on uh on my iPad, yeah, and uh, so every once in a while, I would check to see how many minutes, h- and I said, "Wow, this is really going to be an hour." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, this the uh, location. Where did you find this location for this?
1: Oh, it was shot in Crawley. Uh, someone very kindly offered to uh, offered to allow his property for us to shoot there, and so yeah, we we went there, um, traveled from London to Crawley, and it was. It was quite an interesting shoot. Uh, I think the biggest challenge was uh, next door, because it's, it's not a set, it's, a, it's an actual building, but next door we were told um, building works would be completed by the time we shot. And we came over there, principal photography was about to begin, it hadn't. Okay. So we had to start making arrangements with the builders next door. And we had saws, power drills, hammers, and... Uh oh no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and. Um while I was watching the film, uh, of course, I'm watching the actors, but also the back backgrounds. Yeah. And there was, some, uh, there was a, a picture of Audrey Hepburn. There was an interesting uh, painting. Were those choices that you made or just coincident that those were in the apartment already?
1: It's a mixture of both. So those were in the in the building, um, upstairs downstairs, and we were going through everything, trying to make sure it's, it now reflects the escort's apartment. Um, but then we saw these, and it became clear that, yes, this is perfect, because the character of Veronica, it's based on uh, quite a few different individuals, and one of them was Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I, I would always say, when you're thinking of a character, anyone in the world, it's not Pretty Woman, it's not uh, American Gigolo, it's breakfast at tiffany's yes uh, you fall in love with her but there's so much more and i thought okay olivia moll's is the audrey heppin of today let's um let's, this is perfect let's put that in the background
0: so it's interesting for uh filmmakers out there that it's not just the actor the, the script but it's also the location and what's what people are seeing behind also that can yeah. affect the feeling of a movie
1: so much because it's um the apartment is is the universe it's the escort's universe and uh as, as a result is a character in itself so you want to make sure that what you see is a reflection of the themes of a the movie and and uh, the emotions it evokes and does it f- uh, fit within the story that you're trying to tell
0: so um six weeks to write the script nine days to film film the film um how long was it for the the post-production
1: Post-production was actually quite long. Uh, it's quite funny. We did a, originally a narrative cut, so that took about three weeks to do. Um, but that was a, a simple one, just myself and uh, a friend, just to show this is the story to someone who was interested. After that, uh, I now I had to seek an actual editor, someone who can actually tell the story and give it the justice it deserves. Um, and that's when I found Michel Tolliday. And he was, uh, he's absolutely brilliant. He didn't actually watch the movie because he didn't want it to I- impact when he's editing. Um, but we, we spent uh, a few months. I think one of the challenges was uh, the climax of Act 1 disappeared. Okay. So there was a series of issues. We lost the originals, we lost the backups, and we had to reshoot that. And we couldn't use the location. So we had to shoot it uh, in London. And that became a challenge in, in how we would shoot it and edit it and so forth. So we had to do that. Then I mentioned the saws and power jewels and hammers. There were a couple of scenes where that was in the background. So I needed to get adr done And someone... Um, uh, Phil Clements very kindly offered to uh, for us to shoot at the studio to have the ADR done and, and perfect that. And then after that was done, it took a couple more months to, to fix that and to get, get a couple of visual effects shots, which I really wanted, like right. for in the kitchen scene. Um, so yeah, it took it took longer than expected, but it became all the better as a result.
0: I mean, it, it again, it's, it's interesting how I've been talking to a number of filmmakers yeah. during this, this uh, festival, and sometimes the the pre-production takes longer than the post <laughs> so um, whatever anybody is making a film there's no there's no set formula no <laughs> on timing or how long it takes to get something done yeah um, so when did you fi- when did you film this
1: filmed it in february 2017
0: okay so okay. and it's already at the kew gardens film festival yeah has it been to any other festivals before this i uh, know this will
1: be the world premiere today
0: wonderful excellent and uh and you're from from london yeah <laughs> so you came over to new york to a different kew gardens
1: yeah to a different <laughs> kew gardens i remember mentioning kew gardens to to some friends who said oh i can go there and i thought no it's in new york <laughs>
0: And so uh, this is the first time you're seeing the film on a big screen, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we saw it on a big screen when we were doing the ADR, okay. So we'd have it in the background. But no, pro- you know, proper theatrical experience, this is the day, the first and day.
0: And you'll be with an audience and you'll get your fu- first reaction. That's
1: what I'm excited about because ultimately it's about the movies. We're, I think every filmmaker is first and foremost a film lover. We're, we're audience members. We want to be entertained. And this is an opportunity for us to give back in a way. And uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: So now you've done other films before this. A uh, short films. Okay. Yeah. But you've seen and them on. I s- produced one feature. <laughs> yeah. uh, big screens on. Have you seen them on the big screen? On big
1: screens, um, I have. But um, but yeah, there is a case of renting the cinema out, just quickly seeing it okay. on there. Yeah.
0: So this will be very exciting to see your first film on a big screen today. On big screen
1: with an audience. It's. I'm very excited.
0: So now, um, one of the things that when I was looking at the film and I was seeing the length and the fact that it's one set pretty much one set yeah two actors um this could actually be a theatrical production if you wanted it um yep. have you thought about that
1: <laughs> funnily enough we had uh, it's something the actors and i have discussed at length uh it's something we're keen to do in the near future
0: because um, that would be uh, interesting that you would have more con- you again you'd have control of where it's being seen and, and how to get it marketed, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to do so. And there's so many wonderful films that you've seen on the stage, and there's a different interpretation of it, especially when you're sitting down in different places. And uh, I think there's so much to explore within the, the world of the stage as well as in film. So it's, I'm excited for that.
0: And London has a wonderful theatre uh, oh, environment. So I'm sure you could find something in that area, too, yeah. in that place. So now, um, any... Uh, any future, do you have other movies in you that you're uh, getting yes. ready to? Yes.
1: Uh, funnily enough, uh, there are a couple of projects. Uh, one of them actually developing right now. And I'm actually grateful for the, the positive reaction the escort has received because it's really supported in, in those conversations. Um, so I'm making a feature with looking to shoot in January called Night's Ride. It's a thriller, um, road trip thriller about a young, uh, sorry, about a hitcher who's picked up by a family of serial killers and must use all his wits to, uh, to escape. And it's an homage to the 80s movies I grew up watching. Okay. Uh, so the idea is exploring the dark side of the American dream, the history of America, and so on and so forth. And The Escort was a, was a very low-budget film. And suddenly Nightwide is, is, is bigger in scope. But The Escort was my opportunity to show this is what I can do. And I sent it off to, to agents and so forth to show I'd like your clients to, to, be it, to be in it. This is what I've done. And that's actually led to some riveting conversations. I'm in mean, discussions with two Oscar nominees to join the movie. It's, uh, it's brought on some exceptional talent who I would never have even thought I could, I could meet. Um, but it's been wonderful.
0: Just uh, as, as, t- as to- we're talking here, I thought, um, have you shown the film to any of the escorts that you interviewed?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. One of them did message me recently saying that she'd love to see it and I said yeah, in time in time first we've got the premiere but uh, in time I'll, I'll send you the screener you should definitely check it out that
0: would be a very interesting uh, audience if you yeah. could get them all together at the same time love and to do that and <laughs> then they then they could and some of them would be able to actually say oh that's what uh, kind of what I said or that's what I feel yeah and I then actually
1: no um watching the film I kept f- I'm watching certain lines of dialogue certain conversations and I'm remembering uh, what I discussed uh, with them. Um, so we had conversations about wedding rings and, and morality a- and so forth. And I remember the discussion I had with someone about it um, the the first time. So the story varies different to what occurred, but the emotions evoked uh, were similar to what someone once told me about her first time. Um, and so, yeah, I'm curious to see how they'd react p- to it. But I did promise them, I'd originally about the first thing I said was this is a movie that's going to act as a platform to hear your views. It's less about me than about yourself. And I'm hoping to do it justice.
0: I mean, what would be interesting is if you f- if you had them all in the same room, showed them the film, and then asked them if you could film their discussion afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a nice little uh, uh, addendum to the yeah. film just to say, okay, now you're going to be on the... Uh, um, well, this was... The main thing that I got out of this is that you just can't judge a book by its color. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, never uh, judge somebody by their by their profession because there's a lot more behind somebody than...
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, um, thank you so much. Uh, the The film is going to be shown August 9th at 3.45. And um, thanks so much for being here. And enjoy New York and see some of the wonderful... Yeah. Sites of <laughs> New York City that you've seen in films. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm
1: very much looking forward to do so.
0: Terrific. Thanks so much. So um, before we leave, uh, I'd like to thank our uh, sponsor, uh, Blog Talk Radio, for providing an excellent platform for our podcast. I'd also like to thank Atiz Cafe in Kew Gardens. That's where we are actually uh, taping these podcasts. And so it's our official festi- uh, festival lounge and they serve organic tea and coffee at Metropolitan Avenue in Kew Gardens. It's a beautiful space. And uh, anybody who has a ticket to the the film festival or has a badge can get 10% off their coffee and baked good items through August 12th. That's the end of our festival. We've been running since August 3rd, and um, we still have a few days left, so for more information on how you may purchase tickets to the films in the festival, and also to see some of our uh, events, please visit our website www.qgardensfestivalofcinema.org. That's Q K E W Gardens Festival of Cinema dot org. And um, thank you for for listening. And this is Craig Horsley signing off. Bye.